So I'm here with Dr. Samuel Watson, who's one of the new doctors at KFMP. Welcome, Sam. Thank you so much, Dr. Tim. So Sam, tell me about yourself. So I am in my third year of general practice now um, and grew up in Western Sydney, went to uni in Western Sydney, and then through the pandemic worked in Campbelltown and Barrel Hospitals um, before deciding that general practice was the career that I'm looking forward to pursuing for the foreseeable future and so far loving it. So that's very interesting because a lot of us here weren't in the hospital uh, when the pandemic hit, a lot of us had already hit general practice. And I'm interested to hear about how that experience was for you, what made you think mm. I'd like to go into general practice. Mm. Tell me a bit about that. Um, so it was definitely very interesting working in Western Sydney, which I'm sure as media portrayed got hit particularly hard mm. during the pandemic. Um, not going to lie, it was very, very tiring, very exhausting. Um, it, it was a very challenging time for the healthcare system and working through that plenty of overtime, nights, COVID wars, mm -hmm. everything that you heard about definitely experienced it. Um, but I think even before going into that experience through the, through the pandemic, I was already pretty much from med school, pretty sure that I wanted to go into general practice. Um, and I guess that experience of the hospital system sort of confirmed that, that I was looking for a bit more work-life balance. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've loved it ever since. So work-life balance, what is it you get to do now that you're working in general practice? What sort of hobbies mm. outside of work? What's your mm. balance? Um, so I get to first off spend a lot more time with my partner. Um, so Good idea. Yeah. She, um, she, we get to go on just spending time in cafes together, um, mm. being home at a reasonable time, helping with dinner, helping around the house, all of those sorts of things. Um, we're not quite at the family planning stage just yet, but it is allowing us to have that in the back of our minds a little That's bit nice, more. Isn't it? Um, and then as far as, I guess, hobbies and stuff, I'm, I'm pretty keen on sports. Um, so I've sort of in the last 18 months or so taken up cycling as a new hobby, a bit of mountain bike, a bit of road, mm. um, used to run throughout all of high school and uni and then once I went into the hospital system the fitness just went out the door so it's definitely it's good right to get back into that. that yeah yeah so let's talk about a morning in general practice for you what are the sort of things you would see commonly like what's your patient demographic or what are hmm. things that have stood out to you over the last week yeah so in the last couple of weeks um I've definitely been seeing where it's sort of in flu season at the moment so I've been seeing your um, sick kids is something that I absolutely enjoy seeing. Um, obviously, it's not good to see them sick, but it is, um, it's good to see them coming in and getting checked out and making sure that there's nothing too serious going on and being able to identify when stuff is going on that's a little bit more serious. Having done a few swabs on those kids over the past couple of weeks, definitely a lot of the flus going around, a lot of RSVs going around, um, even 
saw a couple of the rarer strains of different viruses too over the past couple of weeks. Um, then aside from that, um, we've been seeing plenty of childhood immunizations um, and really a lot of young families, which has been pretty good and, and something that I really enjoy seeing. Um, yeah. So I think there's two really good points in there. The first is about flu, and we'll dig a bit into that. And the second is about the family aspect of general practice. And it's really one of those marks of pride when uh, a whole family comes to see you or you, mm. you see, you know, you see mum, dad, bub, nana. It's an interesting insight into a family. Um, let's talk about flu first, if that's okay. Yeah. So it has been, a, you know, a big flu season and uh, vaccination rates are not perfect. Tell me about flu vaccines. Tell me about flu. Uh, yep. Um, so flu vaccines, um, unfortunately, same as with COVID vaccines, you still can get the flu um, <laughs> after you've had your flu vaccine. Um, although all of the cases that I've seen of people who have tested positive for the flu after having had a flu vaccine earlier in the in the season definitely are a lot, um, definitely not as worse off, I guess you could say. It's a much milder version of the flu. Um, as far as it being a booster, similar to what's caught a lot of news recently with COVID vaccines in that they don't last forever. Mm. Um, they boost your immunity for around about three to four months or so. Um, and it's a seasonal. So each year the flu vaccine is redeveloped and covers specific strains that we're expecting to see more of in Australia. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend getting your flu vaccine each year. Yeah, and I think we've all been in that scenario where someone's knocking down our door to get their flu vaccine in January and we sort of mm. have to have that conversation about, well, do we need to do it now or should we wait till April? And that's a conversation we have with each patient. Uh, kids can obviously get it from as young as six months now, which is brilliant. In that first year, they need to have two shots to sort of prime the immune system. In terms of other stuff you see, you know, we just cut some skin cancers out of a patient. Mm. That was uh, obviously something you're interested in. Any other interests, any focuses, anything you're keen to chat about? Yeah, so speaking on skin cancer in particular, um, it is something that I did a little bit um, more of whilst I was out in, I've just returned from Wagga for mm. a six-month placement where I was out there and I was doing a fair bit of skin cancer um, excisions and stuff whilst I was out there and I think one of the um, like big misconceptions around skin cancer is that it can sort of only appear on areas that have been damaged by the sun. Now mm. it is obviously true that increasing sun exposure, frequent sunburns do increase the rates of skin cancer but um, I actually had a she was 35 or so year old woman that came in because her toddler had picked up a new mole between her toes. Hmm. She, she, she didn't even know that this thing was there, but her toddler was playing with her feet and, and saw this. Um, had a look at it under the dermatoscope and gone, yeah, that, that looks a bit strange. Um, and cut it out and funnily enough, it was, it was a very early melanoma. Hmm. Um, and we managed to get her sent off to a plastic surgeon to get a bit more of a margin taken. But yeah, really good outcome for her and just shows the importance of an area that would never get any sun exposure like between the toes. And oh, yeah. Still ends up getting, still can get a, me a melanoma growing in there. So. 
And I think one of the things I like about this practice is we really do set aside time to do a thorough skin check, mm. and that includes the scalp, it includes between the toes. And although it's rare that you find them there, they certainly do happen. I've yeah. seen them. Um, soles of the feet. Soles of the feet, yeah. And catching them early is obviously a really good outcome. And the shy is unfortunately one of the capitals for oh, melanoma. You've got all the beaches. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so you're keen on skin, you're keen on the family aspect of general practice. What's what's in the future for you? So you'll finish training sometime soon. You're already sometime quite soon. senior as a GP registrar. Do you have anything that's coming up? Do you have anything you're planning to do or just getting on with the job? Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to remaining in the shire and, and obviously very early at my time at Kiriwi Family Medical, but hopefully at Kiriwi Family Medical. Um, absolutely. So having come from Western Sydney, my partner, she's, she's from the Shire, she's a shy girl and, and brought me here. And I don't think there'd be anywhere else that, that I'd rather be being so close to A, the beaches, B, the national parks. Why would you, why would you be anywhere else? Yeah. And uh, I think I'm well familiar with the scenario of marrying a Shire girl, so I, I take your point. Uh, I'm always interested in what makes people tick. So mm. I'm always interested in, you know, what sort of principles get you up, that you use through the day to sort of guide you. Do you have any underlying principles or rules of thumb or anything that sort of helps you through your workday? Um, I think from practising like medicine point of view, I, I definitely pride myself on trying my absolute best to provide, I guess, the m most up-to-date best outcomes for the patient. Um, and I guess that sort of embeds itself in trying to remain up-to-date on guidelines, policies, and trying to stay, steer their health journey the way that they'd like it to go. Because I think that it's about that relationship between the doctor and the patient and coming up with what's important for the patient and how we can best help them achieve that. Um, and I think that that's something that, that at least I strive to do for every single patient. And I'm sure that every single doctor here at Kiriwi Family is exactly the same thing. I think that's a really powerful way of thinking of things is often if I'm struggling, I'll rephrase it to say, okay, how am I serving the patient or serving the community today? And what can I do to do that? Um, and I think a lot of, look, a lot of people in the Shire are looking for a regular doctor who's keen to stay or someone who can be their doctor for 30 years. And the studies show that probably improves health outcomes with mm. continuity of care. Was there anything else you wanted to chat about? Any passions, any jokes, anything you wanted to throw at us? I don't think I have anything particular to add. There. All right. Sorry. Well, yes. we'll let you carry on with your patients. Yes. Shire Health Chats is not specific medical advice for your scenario and you should always consult your regular clinician. Opinions are those of the individuals and not necessarily those of any affiliated organisations. We recognise the traditional custodians of the land 